guys, I'm Tosh. I'm MZ. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And today we are here to talk about Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Yay! <laughs> I was gonna say Bug Nick movie. Nick, we could use your kalimba, your magical fairy noises. Oh, oh my god, I yes, love, the I love my kalimba. Let me tell you, best twenty dollars I've ever spent. It was only twenty dollars. It was only twenty. We're not sponsored by kalimbas. Shh. I want one. <laughs> if a kalimba cool. company a kalimba wants to sponsor us, sponsor though, us. Do send it. Nick a kalimba. <laughs> Nick's Do smile it. on his face right now is so big. <laughs> send me a better one than my twenty dollars one. Please. If you guys Thank don't you. know what a kalimba is, you should go Google it. It makes magical fairy sounds. The most magical. It's amazing. Nick, you should learn to play every anime theme that we do, and in the beginning, we'll just have a kalimba with Nick. Cornette. So that's it. So right? that's the funny part about it is like the reason I got it to get fully off track. We're fucking off track. Minute one, let's go. Um, <laughs> Now's about the time kalimba. to get off track. <laughs> yeah, to Wait, get is it kalimba. Or kalim- kalimba. Kalimba. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to, the reason I really bought it was because of a Naruto uh, video where they're doing the sadness and sorrow, and Hilarious. I was like, holy shit. I need that thing in my life. And then when I bought it, I'm like Googling all these Kalimba stuff. YouTube, YouTube's algorithm is chef's kiss. Thank you. Shout out, Brandon. Because um, you talk shit to me. Uh, but yeah, it was like, hey, you like your name? You like uh, Kalimba's songs? We're going to give you both in one. And I was so like, funny. perfect. So random. Speaking of a YouTube algorithm, mine is all Animal Crossing videos at this point. <laughs> just so everyone knows. <laughs> the Animal the animal Crossing stream that's going to inevitably happen is going to be amazing. Guys, how do you know what <sighs> so yours is? Are you just opening YouTube and it's like whatever pops up? Yeah, whatever's yeah. in your recommended. Do I have recommended? <laughs> <laughs> have you been on YouTube at all? <laughs> mine is a weird mix of Oh, yeah. Mine's all, cr- mine's all curly hair products. <laughs> Makes Solid sense. and eggs. Sense. Oh, oh, and Korean eggs. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Mine's a weird Sounds mix good. of workout, audio editing, and then resin crafting Hilarious. and making kawaii charms with resin. Hell yeah, <laughs> we are just the weirdest bunch here. But <laughs> yeah, we are. back on track. Back We're talking Nausicaa. about Nausicaa. Let's do Nausicaa. it. Nausicaa. Family of the uh, Valley of the Wing. God damn, I'm the MC and I'm always the one that fucks up all the the. Speaking. So See, before I can't even do it now because you have to talk the most. <laughs> before, that's why we make you talk the yeah, most. Yeah, exactly. we're just waiting for you to mess up so we can giggle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we get into the actual like nuts and bolts of the movie, what is with Disney's stunt casting for all of these fucking movies? The they just got, <laughs> dub casting. You mean? Yeah, they're dub casting. Mm-hmm. They just got Miyazaki films and we're like. It's like a Super Bowl commercial, like that Coke commercial with Jonah Hill and yeah. uh, Martin Scorsese. It's like mm-hmm. that's a shitty commercial. But you got Jonah Hill and Martin Scorsese to be in it, so it's a pretty decent commercial. It's funny. It's like, oh, you we got a Miyazaki film. Let's throw Patrick Stewart, Shia LaBeouf, Uma Thurman in it. Oh, by the way, Mark Hamill's also in Wait, there. What? And um, it's just like, what the fuck do you mean? How You're many putting... stars? Wait, which ones do they play? So Patrick Stewart <laughs> plays uh, Lord Yuppa. 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 Yeah. Oh, I I, I, I could have guessed that. When he yeah. started talking, I was like, oh, it's Papa Picard. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The easiest one to point out for me, like in my brain, because mm. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan and a big Shia LaBeouf fan. I love Shia. Every time they talked, I was like, oh, that's Shia. I was yeah. like, that's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And that's, that's that Uma not, Thurman. That did not even occur to me that it was Shia LaBeouf. Like, I didn't, oh, yeah. that, I never oh. would have guessed that unless someone. Now, when you go me. back and listen to it, you're going to be like, 
Oh yeah, it's Shia LaBeouf. That's all Shia and LaBeouf. And once you know that, it, you can't not hear it. Yeah. So you're like, I'm kind of glad I didn't know it then. Yeah, Patrick when I watched Stewart it. and Shia were the ones that hit me right yeah. in the face. And then I looked it up and saw Uma Thurman. And I was like, oh, of course. And yeah, I Mark, recognize Uma Thurman because I love her. Yeah. Mark Hamill, and for whatever reason, yeah. Disney's like, hey, Luke Skywalker. We're going to make you villains in these Miyazaki yeah, films. Right? It's like, what the fuck are that's we doing? Amazing. That's Mark That's Mark Hamill's main thing that he plays is cartoon villains. Yeah. I mean, he does play the Joker. I love it. So that, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I love it. Hilarious. Yeah, like, so good. Such a good cast. Because I was like, okay, Nasca voice. Uh, I don't I don't really get it. And then I hear, like you said, Pop Picard. Or for me, Professor X. I was yeah. like, the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> so I look up the cast. I'm like, wait, Shia LaBeouf's going to pop up at some point? Mm-hmm. Disney, what the fuck are you doing? Right? I love it. But we can get into the yeah. like yeah. plot. And Let, and let's talk now. about that stuff. Okay. So we this episode we're going to do in a similar format to our Your Name episode. So we're going to kind of walk through a plot synopsis and banter and talk about things in between. So I will start out. 1,000 years have passed since the Seven Days of Fire, an apocalyptic war that destroyed civilization and created the vast toxic jungle, a poisonous forest swarming with giant mutant insects. In the kingdom of the Valley of the Wind, a prophecy predicts a savior clothed in blue robe descending onto a golden field. Nausicaa, the princess of the Valley of the Wind, explores the jungle and communicates with its creatures, including the gigantic trilobite-like armored ohm. She hopes to understand the jungle and find a way for it and humans to coexist. I read that last sentence kind of weird, but whatever. So for this movie, for a lot of this movie, I don't know about you guys, but I got Star Wars vibes. Mm-hmm. Full yeah. on Star Wars yeah, vibes. Yeah, I did too. Like yeah. the whole Nazca, and I mean, this movie came out in the 80s, but like Force Awakens, we have Rey scavenging that fallen uh, mm-hmm. walker. It felt the exact same way with like the Ohm skeleton, like where she's like trying to find a way to like get parts of this back, mm-hmm. and it was like I was like, oh, I'm already in love with her. She's great. Nasca's awesome. Yeah. And so like it set the it set the tone very quickly of like she's she is a princess, but she's not your atypical princess of like. No, she's a working princess. Yeah. Like yeah, wait on me. It's not a Disney princess. It's a no, real princess. Yeah, she's so, a Leia. Yeah. Leia's yeah, 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 doing yeah. some shit. So yeah. Yeah. Nasca. She's busy. Definitely. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and this is something we've talked about before outside the podcast about this movie. It's such an interesting blend of futuristic and medieval, which is like not like usually you have diesel punk or steampunk, and there's some of that, but then they even blend in like those medieval influences. It's mm-hmm. just it's a very interesting world that Miyazaki has created in this one. Yeah, it's definitely interesting from like a costume design standpoint too. Like mm-hmm. what things they choose to use and not use mm-hmm. for the like medieval and futuristic. It's, yeah, it's a very like interesting world, and I feel like sometimes during the movie it really really works, and then sometimes you're like, nah, okay, like a little too medievally there, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. But in general, it's a very interesting world. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Attack on Titan, where you have like super medieval, but then they have these really high tech like things that they can do with their their little tools and stuff yeah Yeah. speaking of that what's going on with these mustaches (laughs) (laughs) let's let's be real here like the mustaches like what Uh what's going on there (laughs) what's happening what are you what are you you putting in that thing (laughs) like i look at that mustache and i go it don't seem like a clean mustache yeah. I feel like you're gonna like you put like your hands in it, it's gonna like yeah. be dusty and gross. Like yeah, for it's sure. not a great looking mustache. It's not a good mustache. 
That's that medieval influence. Yeah, too. Like, not very hygienic. That was, a, that was the funny part. And like, it's the same. It's the same thing in uh, in like other Miyazakis, which mm-hmm. the ship designs are also the same. Yeah. So like, am I kind of the dummy who doesn't know that these are all in the same universe? Is this like supposed to be the same universe as like Castle in the Sky and Howl's movie? I was Cassin really just that? wondering that. Well, there yeah. are some crossover, even stuff like uh, the fox squirrels. The, like little mm-hmm. orange, yeah. those are in both movies. Mm-hmm. You know, his mm-hmm. robots appear in several movies. Well, we you have, know, the, that's we have the, the soot gremlins too that have moved, mm-hmm. that have gone across mm-hmm. a few movies. So Wait, that's why I'm where like, were the soot gremlins? Not in this movie, not but just movie. like cross movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, I love the soot gremlins. I miss them. <laughs> soot gremlins are the best. I know, but, that's, um, that's something people have argued for a long time though about Miyazaki movies. Like, is it all the same universe or not? Yeah. Because there are a lot of clues that say yes <laughs> you yeah. know like they definitely are but it's kind of like is that just an artist reusing things that he loves or is it supposed to be in the same universe it's yeah. hard to tell and while we haven't delved too deep when we're still on like subject matter and like mm-hmm. character design and all that kind of stuff to see what miyazaki is in this movie i thought it was kind of funny when i turn when i turned it on and i see a world wildlife fund mm-hmm. uh, badge yeah. at the very beginning i was like mm-hmm. Is this propaganda? Like, do they sponsor this? <laughs> no, you've come to find out that because Miyazaki is so on the forefront of, like, mm-hmm. global warming and, like, animal, like, abuse and inclusivity and making sure, like, we're not doing, like, fucked up things. Yeah. That the World Wildlife Fund was like, here is an award for you in this movie. Yep. And he's like, that's why, it for me at least, a 2020 Miyazaki film. I don't know what's going to happen in that because, like, mm-hmm. in the 80s, he was talking about, like, hey, we're killing our planet. Yeah. So now, like, when we're actually killing our planet and, like, being dickheads to, like, the rest of the world, mm-hmm. like, I, I wonder what his uh, commentary on that is going to be. Could just be him, like, staring into a camera. I'm not making an hour and a half animated film. Stop fucking up my planet. <laughs> and it just ends. Like, he's just like, it's just straight Japanese. You don't even get, like, a dub later on. You just get the sub. Yeah. It's just like, stop fucking up my planet. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> well, it's crazy to think that people really have been talking about this for that long. You know, like, yeah. it was being talked about then. It's not like it, he was insanely ahead of his time. No, that conversation was happening yeah. that long ago, and we are still having the exact same conversation. And it's an overarching theme for him, like, throughout all oh, of yeah. his movies. Oh, like, all of his movies are definitely, definitely like, an activist. En- environmentally based. And to learn, and this, I don't know if we touched on it on our Spirit Away episode, but... To learn that he won his Academy Award, which for some, I mean, mm-hmm. to see the director of um, Parasite win what he won yeah. and to see the elation and joy in his face and like the craziness of like winning all that for Miyazaki to make the point to be like, I'm not coming to America. I'm not I'm not like sitting here and going to help you guys use me because you guys are fucking up by going into Iraq. Like he uses his platform for what he believes in. And clearly, from the 80s, he's been doing that. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's He doesn't back down from a lot. And so if he has a theme that he's going to put out, he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Which I admire from a creative standpoint. Oh, definitely. He has opinions, and he is going to show them the way he wants to, how he wants to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really care who says anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, fuck you. This is what I think. You yeah, know, this like, is it. This right. is who I am. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah but yeah um we'll talk more about it but yeah i think we cast- could go into an entire political conversation but yeah. we won't. we're not gonna do that we're here for nazca yeah <laughs> nazca kids movie 
Late in the night, a massive cargo aircraft from the kingdom of Tomnekia crashes in the valley despite Nasuka's attempt to save it. Its sole survivor, Princess Lestelle of Pajit, pleads with Nausicaa to destroy the cargo and dies. The cargo is an embryo of a giant warrior, one of the lethal gargantuan humanoid bioweapons that caused the Seven Days of Fire. Tolmechia, a military state, sees the embryo and Lestelle from Pajit, but their plane was attacked by insects and crashed. One of the insects emerges, wounded from the wreckage, and poises to attack, but Nausicaa uses a bull roarer, roarer, that's hard to say, a bull roarer <laughs> to calm it and guides it away from the village. So um, can we also say how I comment on this before, but when the giant aircraft, you see Princess Lestelle in the window, it is, she is on the side of the thing that smashes right into the rock and somehow she's one of the only survivors. I know. I was like, they should have at least put her on the other end. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, she was the farthest from the impact, not yeah. the first one. <laughs> you know, this is movie. Movie 2000, magic. 2001. <laughs> Movie not It's called so Unbreakable. Starring <laughs> Bruce Willis. Oh um, things happen, you know? Oh you don't know what God. kind of secret powers that she... Yeah, obviously, Nasuka has some secret powers. You don't know what secret powers it's this true. woman has. That princess of Pajit, she is... Yeah. She is Bruce Willis yeah. from she Unbreakable. Is Bruce. <laughs> She's Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Where's Samuel Jackson when you need him? Right? I know. I love Unbreakable. We could do a podcast about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of most of this movie, to be honest, is mm-hmm. a lot of, and, and it seems like a Miyazaki trope at this point, at least for mm-hmm. me, is I'm going to give you an hour of character shit. Like, it's just going to be, you're going to learn about the world, you're going to learn about the characters, you're going to learn about all this shit. Here's 30 minutes of action at the very, very end. Have fun. And it's like, that's it. That's the entire movie where it's like yeah. just learning about the world and who's up against who and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff to get like the 30 minutes of like conflict. Yeah. So for me, all these films feel like act one and two is combined into act one. Like you don't even get the two. You just get act mm-hmm. one, act three. Bye. And you're just like, holy shit, this went by. Yeah, like I this, this is quick. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And so I, it is hard to talk about a little bit. And they're yeah. all kind of like that. Like the most of the films I've seen, they're all that's yeah. yeah. It's it's just his structure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it works for him because of the subject matter of his movies. Mostly, it does work. Um, I don't think anyone else could do what he does by bypassing Act Two. Oh, some yeah. some people will argue with me though that there is like a second act here and mm-hmm. then there is a second but for me it's not your traditional second act so yeah. i just don't i don't acknowledge it as one to me it's kind of like it's like you said it's like all character and then what could be considered to be the be- the second act is just the introduction to the main problem but it's still part of that it's like a it's like <laughs> an it's like a transitional period between act 1 and act 3 but it's not like an actual thing you live in it's very much like act one and act three overlap and there's your act two yeah there's a one a 2.5 and a three yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. that's the best way i would describe it (laughs) like that yeah it's like a uh, middle zone yeah (laughs) i feel like even disney movies are shorter than these films 
mm-hmm. and somehow they still manage to have like a journey section. Like you get the introduction to the character, you get the backstory, and then you get this whole little like journey section, and they may or may not have been introduced to the main problem, and then the huge problem happens, and then it's like happy ending. Mm-hmm. With these ones, there's no like journey section. It's just like now there's all this action happening, and you just figured out what the problem was as the action is happening. Yeah, for a lot of like American animation movies, the acts are fully. Like, you can almost, like, you could pause a movie on the act. like. Mm-hmm. But it's and, crazy because they're shorter. Yeah. Because like, this is a two-hour film. Is it? Wait, no. Yeah? Yeah, it's like it's an hour 57. Yeah, yeah, it's long. It's, Disney movies are, like, I think only Like 90 an hour. minutes. Yeah. yeah, and they still... Well, like I said, it's more of an American uh, style of, of filmmaking, the mm-hmm. act structures. Because if you, if you watch Parasite, Parasite really doesn't have, like... I was just about to bring up Parasite because yeah. that's my Paras- favorite. <laughs> Parasite legitimately is going to get brought up a lot here because yeah. of like it's it's relevant. It's re- it's one it's relevant and two it has a lot of like what we're talking about like when it comes to structure and to mm-hmm. like the differences between American and foreign um especially a- Asian type foreign films. Mm-hmm. Um it has a lot of that in there. And the, like Parasite doesn't really have like a traditional three act structure. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Um you could again argue with me on that, but I would I would beg to differ that it's it's kind of in the same vein of a Miyazaki film where it's one, two point five three. Yeah, and it's it's kind of what we've talked about before is that building the characters so that you care about them to a certain extent. Because even though like with Nausicaa the action is very short compared to a lot of other movies. You still are invested, even though it's a short period of the movie where she's going through this insane trial because you've seen her life. You know her. You know her day-to-day. You know the people that surround her. You know her friends. You know her relationships. Like, you've seen it, like, with your own eyes, so you felt like you've lived with it. So when she goes through this, you know, all the giant action at the end, you're you're right there with her because you know her as a person by the end of this movie. Speaking of knowing her life, that's something, I guess, before I read the rest of it, because we're kind of already starting to get into the action, because it's like we said, the whole beginning is just... Yeah. introduction mm-hmm. another little thing i want to talk about with her life is uh her fucking garden that she created and then oh she just God, destroys yes. it that i know so she's sad. just like man we're done with this now <laughs> i was like that thing is so amazing please don't destroy yeah, it a little underground laboratory like yeah. that didn't make sense to me and she's like i'm just gonna turn off the water and it'll wither and die i was like what i, I was also- like why don't leave it yeah. on see what happens <laughs> yeah because it was like she figured out that sign. I know she's grieving and that's mm-hmm. like what it's supposed to be. But, you know, she made this huge scientific mm-hmm. discovery that could like really help her people. But then also she's supposed to be like so in tune with nature and in love with plants and animals. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just going to kill them all. <laughs> like, yeah, right? oh, like, wait a second. <laughs> but I want that laboratory. I want to live there. <laughs> oh, yeah, forever. I yeah. wonder. I wonder if that's commentary from Miyazaki on like. Even if you try your best, like you're still gonna be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So like, don't don't harp on yourself too much. Like one of those things. Like yeah. mm-hmm. nobody's perfect here. Yeah, it may have been part of that. Because I mean, this film definitely is take that from it. Entirely about global warming. Oh, like yeah. like the entire thing is just global warming and and world um world destruction based from humans. It's about nuclear yeah. weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, nuclear fallout and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Well, and I like the way that they did it with this movie with the giant monster, like, the beings that came down and, like, destroyed everything, too. I thought that was interesting because we do have, like, the embryo, and that's what they're fighting over is, like, this giant weapon, mm-hmm. you know, nuclear weapon. But is 
it's interesting having that be a creature. Yeah, that was I weird. That. It's, it's not like, like both technology mechanical. and creature. Yeah, it's like a it's biomechanic. Like a when I was first yeah. watching it, I just thought they were talking about like a different kind of bug. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just a bug that they that they made defective. <laughs> so in this introductory part, we do get a little bit of them talking about like all the political stuff that's happening, like with Tomeki and Pajit and the Valley of the Wind. And it's funny because there is a huge political underlying story going on of like you know the militaristic um yeah they just hint countries they don't really like explain it in detail yeah that's what i was gonna say it's like i like how there's this huge human world war thing going on but it just furthers miyazaki's points like y'all humans are doing stupid bullshit but meanwhile the whole world's dying so let's not like let's pay attention to that i would say this is his movie with the least amount of nuance yeah like there's very much like not like oh, it's the commentary that I have on this uh, is why I did this little... It's like, no, I'm just referencing it. Like, I'm not... This is not commentary on it. It, it is it. Yes, it's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's shitty world leaders are being shitty world leaders. Like, that's what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wish I wish the world would look at itself as planet Earth and not uh, a bunch of countries because it's a bunch of stupid bullshit. But let's continue. That's not how this works. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. (laughs) Soon after, Tomekian troops, led by Princess Kushana, Uma Thurman, invade the valley, execute Nausicaa's father, and capture the embryo. Enraged, Nausicaa assaults several Tomekian soldiers and is about to be overwhelmed when the valley's swordmaster, Lord Yupa, Papa Picard, sues the belligerents. (laughs) Kushana plans to mature the giant warrior and use it to burn the toxic jungle. Yupa discovers a secret garden of jungle plants reared by Nausicaa. Oh, they do mention it. Whoops, I said it early, whatever. Yupa discovers a secret garden of jungle plants reared by Nausicaa. According to her findings, plants that grow in clean soil and water are not toxic, but the jungle soil has been tainted by pollution. Again, not at all subtle. Again, not, not, <laughs> not subtle, all. Not subtle at all. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, quit, quit doing this, you fucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Fern Gully a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely see the parallels. By the there. way, I absolutely love when Uma Thurman plays evil people. Love it. <laughs> I That's know. why she's so good love in Kill it. Bill because she's like good and bad. I had, and this is this is child Nick. I had the biggest crush on her Me when uh, <laughs> when Batman and Robin came out. As oh, terrible yes. as that movie is. I've never seen. I was that like one. such a hottie. Oh, she, she was. plays Poison yeah. Ivy, and she is like Real the hot. sexiest of sexy in that movie. Yeah. She Ooh. lays she it on thick. Out of the park. Thick yeah. with like seven C's. That's how mm-hmm. thick she lays it on. <laughs> like I was like delicious. As as like an eight year old boy, I was like, yeah, I'm straight. I'm definitely straight. Yep, I'm having this, feelings. Yep, I don't this understand. Is, uh, this an eight year old. Yeah, so this is how this goes. Yeah. Oh, I was in love. Hilarious. I was in love. It, like, when they're fighting over Poison Ivy, I'm fighting over Poison Ivy mm-hmm. at my home. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bruce, I get it. I totally do. But, like, no, stop. Stay away. <laughs> Mine. Also, her character, what, what part of it? She's like, oh, uh, my future husband is going to be blessed with. Oh, she's talking about how she's like lost all her limbs and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> what the exact that. wording was, but I was like, I love this sassy bitch. <laughs> yeah, this character. Oh, that was funny. I forgot about that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was also going to bring up. Um, so Nausicaa not only is like a working princess, right. but she's also a badass with a staff and just killed a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of people died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's good with that. Yeah, 
I was just like, everything's all soft, and she's like all cute with her little squirrel when she first sees Lord Yupa, her little mm-hmm. fox squirrel thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, she just straight up murdered like four dudes. Is this the most violent <laughs> that we've was ever crazy. seen? Is this like the most violent we've ever seen for a Miyazaki film? I feel like it has to be. Ah. Uh... Well, for the main character uh, to be I doing it. I'm going to out myself. I haven't seen all of his movies, so maybe we'll find out when we see, like, Porco Of the ones or... we've reviewed yeah. so far. Give oh, me God. violent Miyazaki. Can I get Miyazaki-Quentin Tarantino mashup? Can oh, I get God. that? Well, the more World War II-inspired he gets, mm, the gotcha. bloodier and more death there is. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that a Miyazaki film? The Grave one with the fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is not violence, but you it's sad. knew what I was about to all say. Death all death. All death. one was... Worse than guns and death. Yeah, in oh. the worst status guys, possible. Guys, am I going to cry? Yeah. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. You're gonna, we actually oh, may yeah. not Stop even crying. ever watch that ever oh, again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can bring uh, myself to watch it again. I was so sad. It was heart-wrenching. For, and it just goes on. For on. weeks yeah, afterwards, you think forever. about it, too. And cool. it's, yeah. it's cool. one of those cool. where it is cool. really depressing, but it's not even like it's the most depressing. It's just like, God, it is such a downer. I didn't want to watch this right now. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. You'll definitely cry, though. I mean, it's sad. It's tragic. It's definitely worth watching. I can't wait to get payback on you guys. It's going to be... No, no it's payback. It's going to be amazing. Kushana leaves for the Tolmekian capital with Nausicaa and five hostages from the valley, but a Pajit interceptor shoots down the Tolmekian airships carrying them. Nausicaa, Kushana, and the hostages crash land in the jungle, disturbing several ohms, which Nausicaa sues. She leaves to rescue the Pajit pilot Asbel, brother of Princess Lestelle. But both crash through a stratum of quicksand into a non-toxic area below the toxic jungle. Nausicaa realizes that the jungle plants purify the polluted topsoil, producing clean water and soil underground. This was a magical fucking world, the little underground. Mm. Oh, I love it. And it, it was, was just so, pretty. it was cool because it was like, because Nausicaa was just doing that science experiment in her basement. And she's probably like, oh, look, vindicated. This is what's happening. You can make good stuff that's not polluted. You just have to. Not be on the top surface. Yeah. It's like the world is mending itself. It's like a jungle. <laughs> or... You get the top shelf of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff underneath. And what is it? Like 75% of sunlight doesn't hit the bottom of the jungle floor or some shit like that? Yeah, it's exactly like that. like that. It's exactly mm-hmm. like that. I like it. I think that's why I like this part of the movie because it's actually a really simple like concept mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, like it's logic. not complicated yeah it's, it's very like logical magic. yeah yeah no it's like very very simple and so like it's very easy to wrap your mind around it and really understand what happened to the world how it happened how it's healing itself it makes you feel like our world could do that too you know it's it's logical and in, it, it connects you. in the wise words of jesse pinkman <laughs> science <laughs> yeah bitch <laughs> science. science yeah bitch <laughs> Fire. Oh, for it. Yeah. And yeah. also, it Shia. Can... And we meet Shia! Fuck yeah, Shia. It makes you like warm and fuzzy because up until now you were like, the whole world is dying and nothing can be helped. And then you're like, oh wait! All mm-hmm. the bugs are just protecting this little cool place under here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. One of these days we're just going to go down to the Fremont shit that he hosts and be like, Shia, we have a podcast. <laughs> Should come on. Because we'll I redo Nausicaa I, and you I can feel, talk about I it. I feel like he's definitely like a big ass anime fan. Oh, just yeah, he huge. Seems like it. Just like, just deep down somewhere, he's like, I've watched every episode of One Piece. And yeah. people will be like, what the fuck? And he'll be like, I've also read 20, 20 years of the manga, too. He, I've done like, both. I just did uppers for two months straight and watched the whole thing. <laughs> oh, my God. It was back in my days when I was yeah. doing those things. Now I'm even mm-hmm. keeled. 
So this movie came out in 2005, which is peak Shia LaBeouf. The best Shia. The best Shia. He's just finishing up Even Stevens that that time in his life. He's got holes. Holes is the he's, best. He's popping off. He just signed his deal with Michael I hate Bay. Holes. Stop it. Uh, he just signed his deal <laughs> with Michael know. Bay to be in the Transformers movie oh, with Megan God. Fox. Like he's peak. Oh, I this love is Megan like, Fox. This is when Shia is like popping, popping the fuck off. Indiana like Jones. The movie we don't talk about is so got to come out. Horrible movie. Shy is great though. Yeah. yeah, he's like the only. Good he part. probably well, signed on to that like in two thousand six too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's shortly after Transformers yep. that came out. Give me your slander. <laughs> it's terrible. It's cheesy. It just is not a very good movie. And there's just random characters that are evil for no reason, and it's not very well explained. And I just don't like it. I feel like it's like Disney just puked and decided to make it into a movie. Excuse me. What? <laughs> I actually don't what? like. What? How? It's cheesy? First of all, it is an award-winning uh, novel. <laughs> it's, it's... Yeah, the novel's cool, but I just, I don't like it. And so you try to kick me off the, the podcast movie. for that? No, that was for your music. Well, guess what? Now you're off this podcast. This is a podcast within a podcast. It's called Dig'em Up on uh, uh Dig'em. And we are sitting here talking about holes, me and Emily. Yes, so, we are. <laughs> let's talk about Shia LaBeouf at the first moment when he gets to the oh. camp. It's kind oh. of a big deal. Like, <laughs> he deal. gets, a, like, the cleats and that mm-hmm. whole thing. And, That's like, fine. You guys can have Rick, your podcast over there. Me and Atai are going to have our own me. podcast. The backstory talk about Nausicaa. Because that's what we're supposed to be talking about. Excuse me. Please stop interrupting the holes podcast. There's so much noise in my ears. <laughs> we just ruined. We just ruined Natasha. My heart kind of hurts. Rick Fox a playing bit. a Rick Fox playing a baseball player. What the fuck it's is that about? So, it's so bad. Um, so terrible. Also, I wish you guys could see. This is why we need to start live streaming. Because when Nick said the podcast within a podcast with him and MZ talking. Imzy's eyes just lit up. And she I got so love excited. holes so much. <laughs> I read the book so many times when I was little. My next door neighbor and I both had a crush on different characters in the movie, so we watched it every day. For <laughs> I have no months. issue with the books. It's the movie adaptation. It's mm. terrible and cheesy. It's fantastic. It's pretty great. It's absolutely okay. Uh, fantastic. Let's, let's end this podcast from the podcast. So that was dig them up. Uh, uh-uh, dig them. Uh, I wasn't on the podcast. I quit. No, yeah. You're just interrupting. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Um, you're just my roommate one. interrupting this podcast. Okay, yeah. Now. So we'll go, we'll go back to Nasca now. All right. Okay, I'm in this one. This podcast I'm in. I, can we please watch Holes together? Yes. I haven't watched it in so it. long, and I want to watch it with someone who it's really on, loves it. I Disney feel Plus. like I'm in the middle here because I liked Holes, but I wasn't like in love with it. It's on Disney Plus. Hannah did not like it. It's you two terrible. are obsessed with it. <laughs> it's very hey. rare that you find someone who loves Holes as Natasha, much. <laughs> Natasha, shorter shovel. Shorter hole. <laughs> Think about it. Get out of here. Nick. I haven't watched it in like how many? God, ten, fifteen years. Like, oh, I I used to work for a school, so it was like I would torture the children by being like, "Guess what we're watching today, everyone? Yes. Holes." And people would be like, "Fuck, no, yeah. stop it." I haven't watched it, and so I honestly, though, the moment I watch it again, it's gonna be like Christmas, it's just Disney, like coming it's on home. Disney Plus. All right, Nasca. All right, let's get if we well, have to. If we, we have can. to, <laughs> so we meet we meet Shia. They're in this like beautiful underground world that we love. Shia's the best with Shia because we love Shia. <laughs> best boy, Shia LaBeouf, best boy, best boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, best boy. <laughs> <laughs> this 
podcast has taken such an interesting turn, and it really like shows when we grew up. Di- to, Disney, like, what Disney you fucked us by putting Shia in this movie. <laughs> right. You fucked us. You just completely derailed this entire conversation. I hope our listeners love Shia as much as we do. Yeah, or else we're going to lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> it's okay. There's another one on the feed. Just go. Guys, yeah. Just go to our next episode. Just, just go to the go next to one. Because we might bring them up another time. And then we're just going to lose Hannah halfway through. We're like, where'd Hannah She go? hasn't spoken in several minutes. <laughs> she won't even talk to us now. I'm dying. Okay. Oh, so funny. We're using all the speed you trying to talk about holes. And Shia LaBeouf. I love this podcast. I'm dying. Oh. I'm making oh, my own I'm, podcast oh over there. I get to post this. I get to post this too, <laughs> which peeps. means yes, in, in brackets, peeps. I will have the introduction, <laughs> the introduction of the dig 'em up on uh, uh, dig 'em podcast <laughs> in there. So you better that, not cut it. That should be a Patreon reward for one month. <laughs> it's just this Christ. podcast. It's just like four minutes. We just talk about holes. holes. Yeah. Oh, fucking, we can go on for days. <laughs> days. I'm just gonna eat really crunchy chips the we'll whole make, time. We'll make it a, the movie, we'll, the book, the song, we'll Shia LaBeouf. Shia Where are they Leo? now? Where are Where they now? Where are they now? Okay. Oh, we are doing that. Done. Perfect. Alright, y'all ready? Nausicaa and Asbel return to Pajit, but find it ravaged by insects. A band of survivors explains that they lured the insects to eradicate the Tolmechians and are doing the same to the valley. They capture Nausicaa to prevent her from warning the valley, but with the help of Asbel, his mother, and a number of sympathizers, Nausicaa escapes on her glider. Flying home, she finds two Pajit soldiers baiting thousands of ohms into the valley using a wounded baby ohm. The people of the valley take shelter while the Tolmechians deploy tanks and the giant warrior. But tank fire does not deter the ohms, and the giant warrior hatched prematurely disintegrates. This is when stuff, you just start being like, God damn, that's so gnarly. Like how the mm-hmm. baby ohm, they're just dragging it with a bunch of, I was like, no. That was so sad. Was so sad. You, you know where my broken brain went? Where? Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. Yeah. Where they bring the the T-Rex baby into the RV, and they're like, all right, we can fix it. We can fix it. We can fix it. And it's like. Get that fucking thing out of here. No, you yeah. can't fix it. Like, the mom and the dad are coming to murder yeah. whoever yeah. is hurting their child. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when the ohms and the ohm, the baby ohm, mm. was, like, real, 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 like, sad looking. So like, sad. Damn. So sad looking. It's like, damn. And it then was to see, to see, Because how they did it, too, it was funny because you didn't see, like, a cloud. You didn't see anything you just saw the light of the red eyes, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, like that's really bright. It's really that's bright. A really that's a lot of fucking eyes. That's a lot of them. Yeah, that's something we'll talk about after we get through the plot. But yeah, just the art in this movie is so. I mean, all Miyazaki, but it's just you know, it's his like earliest project, so it's just interesting, but it's still so beautiful. You know, yeah, but it's it very different like his than his later poli- ones. It's not as polished, but it's very yeah, his style. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, this isn't a Studio Ghibli yeah. movie because it hasn't been founded yet at this nope. point. Yeah, it's his pre- pre-Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And also how gross and gnarly the fucking premature hatching giant so was. So intense. Oh, and yeah. it just like disintegrates and mucus and mm-hmm. so gross. Vomit. Yeah. It definitely makes you feel some sort of way <laughs> while watching You're like, oh, okay. There yeah. it is. Nausicaa liberates the baby ohm and gains its trust. She and the ohm stand before the herd but are run over. The ohms calm down and use their golden tentacles to resuscitate her. 
Nelsica, her dress drenched blue with ohm blood, walks atop golden ohm tentacles as through golden fields, fulfilling the savior prophecy. The ohms and Tomekians leave the valley and the Pajits remain with the valley people, helping them rebuild. Deep underneath the toxic jungle, a non-toxic tree sprouts. Ohm tentacles! Gold ohm tentacles. I know, that whole... Best that thing whole ever. Scene is pretty. Well, yeah, because a lot of it too is like, when is Nasca gonna like fulfill the prophecy and mm-hmm. wear a blue dress? And then it's like, oh, it's blood. Yeah, oh. it's blood. Okay, That's gross. okay, never mind. Yeah, because you're looking for it through the whole movie. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's gonna be it, the, mm-hmm. the movie has to be her. <laughs> movie's named Nasca. I'm yeah. guessing Nasca's gonna be the hero here. Yeah. Um. So you're just kind of waiting for it for her to like all of a sudden get like. Her father had like a secret dress stowed away for her, mm-hmm. and that's the blue dress. And mm-hmm. like, I was waiting for that, and then it's like, no, it's just own blood. It's, it's blood. like, ah, okay. <laughs> she really up. is a princess lady. They're like, there's people dying, she's doing stuff. She doesn't have time for dresses. Yeah, right? no, not <laughs> regular at all. dresses. It's just, I'm just gonna put some blood on this dress and call it good. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving baby ohms and getting run over and sacrificing myself. I would say that. This end part is definitely like the final nail in the coffin of the whole like be nice to everyone and don't fuck with our world. It's the having mm-hmm. the non toxic tree sprouting underneath all of the toxicity is like oh yep I just hit my uh hit my final point there there you go have a good one goodbye and that's mm-hmm. how the movie ends. Yeah, I do kind of wish that Nasuka died. <laughs> Dark. It sounds bad, but if she did, I feel like it would have been like a stronger message. Like you guys just let that happen instead of her. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed the magical tentacles, yeah, of course. But in reality, like she would have just been run over, and nobody yeah. would have cared. And then they would have been like, "Oh wow, we actually are not human at all," because mm-hmm. there is no Different magical tentacles to save us. Yeah, yeah. I could also see because I definitely get what you're saying. It would definitely be a stronger, like, ooh, tragic, like. Mm-hmm. More of a punch, for sure, for the thing. I can also see, though, it's like the humans are learning by example because the Ohms are like, oh, this is a good one. We save her. So if you're mm-hmm. good to the world, we'll be good to you kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. Well, but and I think it's supposed to be a message of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's supposed to be a good ending so people feel inspired, not mm-hmm. defeated. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. But I definitely get what you're saying. Also, the most innocent tentacles you will ever see in an anime. Yes. Anybody <laughs> else think about that? <laughs> Golden and magical <laughs> and not at all gropy. Not at all gropy. Just speaking, pure and kind. Speaking of gropy. Oh, no. Oh, God. I went to IMDb. You know what I And the first trivia thing <laughs> is exactly. the fucking worst thing. I will read it verbatim. <clears throat> That's exactly what I was going to do. Thank you, Nick. I'm going to butcher the first name. Yeah, I'm going to butcher it. Writer and director, Hio Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> was still so upset by the truncated Warriors of the Wind version of Nausicaa that when Harvey Weinstein approached him to discuss the distribution to Princess uh, Mononoke, Mononoke. Mononoke and insisted on a similarly heavily, heavily cut version of the movie, Miyazaki angrily left the meeting. Several days later, Studio Ghibli producer Suzuki sent a katana sword to Weinstein's office with, quote, no cuts embedded into its blade. The movie was later released in the U.S. in its uncut version. During a later interview, Miyazaki commented on the incident by smiling and stated, I defeated him. (laughs) I am delighted by that story. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Isn't that priceless? So Miyazaki is not only just being out here like, yo, stop fucking with the planet. He's like, by the way, I defeated Harvey Weinstein. Like, look at me. I'm the best. And Harvey Weinstein is a notorious cocksucker and terrible human mm. to begin with. But also has like, always been very like stern and like creatively yeah. what he's done. And so for this guy to be like, no cut and send him a fucking katana. That's the it's biggest. Like, so badass. It's so unbelievable. Sick. Miet, Miyazaki is the hero of our age. I know. <laughs> isn't he? Also, really quick, going back to the characters in it, the old lady, the old mm-hmm. witchy lady. I love how she didn't pull any punches for mm. those little kids. She's like, we're all going to die. And the kids are like, what? <laughs> yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. Yep, we're all yep. going to die. It's happening. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that oh was kind of crazy. It wasn't like any normal film I've seen where it's like, no, we just coddle them. Yeah. She's like, no, this is reality. <laughs> I feel like at that point, like, they almost ruined the entire world. Like, they're getting eaten by bugs. <laughs> yeah. She's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Another fun, no another fun fact, uh, Disney stunt casting. Hmm. Natalie Portman was reportedly in talks to voice Nausicaa. In the Disney English dub. Right. I love Natalie Portman. That would have been Natalie Portman and Shia in the same fucking movie. I would have cried. Who went into my brain? Those are my two crushes. Natalie Portman was that was that girl that you've talked about when I was younger and I didn't know I was bisexual yet. I'm like, I just like her a lot. She's real cool. She's so cool. She's so like she seems like really like cool and smart she is really smart though yeah natalie portman and shia labeouf i would have lost my shit yeah that that is my good you can't have that magic so and patrick stewart stop it would have been the most incredible movie it's so funny to me that like disney got the 80s versions or the 80s movies and like stunt cast the shit out of them yeah and then like speeded away like totoro because they're like towards well totoro was even kind of stunt casted with the fanning sisters that's true um but like spirited away no stunt casting like there's not yeah, like in not the english dub weird. in the english dub there's no like holy shit why the fuck is he or she in this movie what yeah. happened uh i believe disney didn't get the distribution rights for the dub oh if i remember correctly mm-hmm. which is interesting because yeah. i know christian bales in i forgot which one one of them like most of the Miyazaki movies that are yeah. dubbed are like have crazy mm-hmm. celebrities, which is why it gives me hope that later on, like when Miyazaki does put out his 2020 or 2021 masterpiece, whatever it's going to be, that that dub is going to be there's going to be people just lining up to be like, hey, can I be in this? <laughs> I just want more Patrick Stewart and Shia in everything. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, love Sh- I second that. Every- yeah, hey, you know what I want? You know what I want? <laughs> I want Miyazaki's next film. No. To be. No. Don't do <laughs> it. I'm waiting. To be <laughs> about a boys' detention camp. <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were gonna. Where say. they dig holes okay, for character. Do tell more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really thirsty right now. So, there's, stop it. There's a there's a there's a dickhead kid. Is it X-ray? <sighs> okay. X-ray. Oh. Save it for the dig up Shorter shovel. <laughs> Shorter hole. I'm gonna eat everything that's crunchy right now. Oh god. <laughs> well, on that, that note, I love that fucking movie. <laughs> I just never. On that note, I also want to comment on the artwork of this movie because yeah. it is really gorgeous. And Hannah was talking about it too. It does look rougher than some of the other ones because it is significantly older than a lot of the other Miyazaki movies. Um, hand drawn. 
mm-hmm. oh, um, wow. as animation was back in the day. Um, but also the manga is really beautiful too. There is a manga that is longer than the movie. Hmm. Um, there's more characters, more info in there. Definitely probably worth a good read. I have not personally read it, but I've heard very good things. So part of the IMDb facts that I saw mm-hmm. was that because this isn't based on anything and because mm-hmm. this is like pre-Studio Ghibli and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, Miyazaki made the manga mm-hmm. to then have like be like, oh, see, it's based on this. Yeah. And so people would be like, okay, yeah, you can make it. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of those like Catch-22 switcheroo type really? deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Which is, is a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. One more thing I thought about art. It was interesting to me. I like how they did the tones and the colors in this mm-hmm. movie. Like whenever she's in the toxic jungle, it's supposed to be like the scary, but it's all blue and relaxing and calming. Mm-hmm. And then when she's ever out in the population, it's usually like oranges and reds and mm-hmm. like bright, but, you know, harsher colors. And yeah. so I like, even though it's the toxic jungle, it's like it's showing, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not subtle. Nature to, is better. To back to back off that too, I think I I think uh, part of it too. Whenever she's in the toxic parts, is like the colors are more muted, mm-hmm. like washed out, like mm-hmm. it's not as like vibrant. It's mm-hmm. like very yeah. ethereal yeah. feeling. I totally agree with all this and didn't have the words to say it, but I just feel like whenever they're outside of the jungle, they're in like sandpaper. But yeah. I, don't know how to <laughs> I like that description. I feel like you made me feel so uncomfortable. It. But then when they're in the jungle, yeah. But I didn't know how to say that. It's the colors. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the colors definitely tell a story. Like they're very purposeful. Yeah. yeah. For, there's no way it. to say it, but that like they're very purposeful. Like they're telling a story throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And when the ohms get violent, their eyes get red, and all the human stuff is all red. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, the ties there, the connection. Yeah. Not hmm. subtle. Again. Not subtle. <laughs> not subtle at all. All right. Any last thoughts? Yes. I wish that the Ohms would just eat all the people in the movie would end. <laughs> it's dark. You know it's All like, right, then. You know what else is dark? Jeez. The bottom of the hole, baby. <laughs> no! uh, my final, We're my final thoughts. We're talking about cute baby Ohms. My final thoughts are go watch Nasca and mm. go watch Holes. You know, just my, watch just things watch with Shia LaBeouf. Just, just watch, watch things with Shia LaBeouf. I, was I think say, it means just watch Nazi. My final thoughts are Shia's best boy. <laughs> best boy. Best boy. Now, I think from, like, if you're a parent, this is a really good movie to have, like, a younger child watch to kind of explain global warming mm-hmm. to them, like, in a way that, like, they would be able to understand, like, a fantasy kind of world. Like, it's a really good introduction mm-hmm. for, like, a younger kid to watch this so that yeah. they could comprehend kind of, like, what's happening to our planet, mm-hmm. which is kind of, like, a dark way to think about it. But at the same time, it's, like, a lot of his films are like that, though. No, that's yeah. such a good point because it's, like, at first when I was watching some of them, they are very similar themed because mm-hmm. he is trying to hone in on that point but it mm-hmm. makes sense because it's like well we have a hundred million Disney movies where it's about a princess being saved did I need to see that same theme over and over again no yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's fine to have the same thing over and over again if it's something educational and important yeah that is hard to explain to kids yeah. well and I think it's the same sort of thing with like Grave of the Fireflies which we mentioned earlier it it's about World War II it's about the bomb you know it's about like war and so, like, that's a great way for kids to comprehend war in a way mm-hmm. where they're not just seeing blood and guts it's all over the, the kids, place. It's through the kids' eyes. Yeah, and it's sad and it's dark, but it's like a lot of times kids can handle things like that. It's more so, like, all the stuff behind it that they can't comprehend. Like, they can understand death and that those people go away, but it's like, why are they fighting? What's happening, you know, like, politically in the background? You know, like, all that sort of stuff is a little bit harder to explain to a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought I thought this was a great way to... 
yeah. to do that. And on that note, I don't know, look up protests. Stop corporate uh, <laughs> pollution. Like, let's fight for it because we have about 50 years till our earth is on fire. So. And I hope a lot more execs in Hollywood get sent katanas. Yeah, same as <laughs> I hope so too. Seems so to work. Amazing so tactic. Fucking cool too. Yeah. To have it embroidered with no cuts on the fucking mm-hmm. blade. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Miyazaki's actually best boy. <laughs> Miyazaki best boy. <laughs> I hope that Carrie Fisher and Miyazaki got to meet. Because did you ever hear about the producer that molested one of her friends? So Carrie Fisher yes. sent him a cow tongue in a box and said if you ever touch my friend again i'll cut off i'll cut out more than your tongue or something like that yes i did hear that i don't know where i read that but yeah carrie fisher was a national is a national treasure still to this day girl (laughs) that's my fucking princess yeah let me tell you my general princess that's fucking amazing always and forever so miyazaki and shia best boys carrie fisher best girl (laughs) (laughs) i can't argue there's no argument i believe it yeah that works yep all right well on that note if you guys want to contact us you can email us at naniwhat.podcast at gmail.com or you can direct message us on instagram at naniwhat.podcast thank you for listening go watch nausicaa we love you bye Save the planet. Goodbye. Never watch holes, ever. Never watch it. Never watch holes. holes. I hate it.